Hello and welcome to I Talk to Ghosts. I'm your spooky and spiritual host, Jennifer, and tonight I'm going to offer you a supernatural sampling of both those things, a dash of spooky, and let's balance it out with a little bit of wonder that the spiritual side of mediumship can bring. And as it so happens, the majority of my spectral stories this evening involve child ghosts. Now, the idea of a child ghost is a complex one. First, can you take the spirit at face value? A popular fear is that this entity that is engaging with you isn't what it seems at all. Instead, it's trying to fool you into thinking it is innocent and trustworthy, when in reality, it is anything but that. And that's one idea. The other approach to this is the sadder one, that the spirit wandering around is actually that of a child. So are those your choices? It's either sinister trickery or heartbreak? No wonder so many people literally run screaming from this topic. But tonight I'm going to diligently and sometimes delicately dive into it. As always, let's start with the spooky, dear listener. When I was 10, one night, I was woken up by my bedroom door opening, followed by someone sitting on my bed. I felt my leg grazed and the bed sink under a person's weight. It's just mom, I thought, and opened my eyes. It was not my mom. I found an eyeless boy. He had black, empty sockets. He was about my age, sitting at the foot of my bed. He extended his hand, and in it, was a little box. I was startled, but instinctively reached out. He pulled back. I reached again and said, give it. And then I blinked and he was gone. But I could still see the imprint of where he sat on my bed. Fast forward five years My girlfriend came over to do homework. After she finished, she took a nap while she waited for her parents to pick her up. When they arrived, I tried waking her. She opened her eyes suddenly, looked up at the corner where the wall met the ceiling. She pointed there and then went back to sleep. I shook her again. She came to full consciousness and I explained what she had done. She looked haunted. I saw a little boy, she said. He was there, up, crouched in the ceiling corner, staring at me. Here's another spooky story for you. Enjoy. I used to be in the military and the training bunk that we lived in was said to be haunted. 
Occasionally, our stuff would go missing and reappear in weird places like under our bed or inside a bag that we had zipped up and stuff. No big deal, right? I mean, human error and all that. And then, one night, after lights out, my friend was on his phone texting his girlfriend. Most of us were drifting off to sleep and were lying on our beds, etc. Suddenly, he heard the shuffling of feet in the corridor. So thinking that it was our sergeant, he quickly hid his phone under his pillow, rolled over on his side, and pretended to sleep. To this day, what happens next chills me to the bone. While he was pretending to sleep, he heard someone right behind him, at the other side of his bed, saying, Don't worry, you can continue to pretend to sleep. I would dismiss this as a figment of his imagination, except five other people around him heard it as well, including me. Creepier still, there was no one there, and it was the voice of a little girl who said it. For reference, our training camp was in the middle of an island. The island has been closed by the government for army training purposes for the past 15 years, so there are definitely no civilians around, let alone kids. To make matters freakier, when we came back from our weekend home leave, there was a bundle of hair on his bed, neatly bundled up, long and jet black. Under his pillow was the note, Remember me. Do you have a personal ghost story you would like to tell me? I may share it on the podcast. Email me at speaknow at italktoghosts.com. Welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. Tonight we're talking about child ghost stories, so it is only fitting that I share some of my own encounters that I've had with childlike spirits. You may remember in episode four when I mentioned the haunted condo that I lived in with quite the ruckus in the hallway at night. This wasn't the only activity that happened in this space. On several occasions, I would be getting ready for my day in the master bedroom that also had a bathroom and a walk-in closet attached to it. And as I was leaving the bathroom to go into the bedroom space, I would see a little girl run from the foot of the bed around the corner to the other side and quickly duck down. And to describe this child, she was very much glowing, all in white, glowing light hair, and very quick, uh, very hard to catch a solid glimpse of her, but definitely child size. I never got a sinister feeling from her. There was one time where I sat on the edge of my bed and and I was kind of compelled to reach out and talk to her a little bit. And I spoke out loud and I said, hey, 
it's okay if you're here. Let me know if you need anything. And I sat in the moment for a little while and then went about my day. And later on, when I returned back into my bedroom, I quickly noticed that on my bed was a small pile of Triscuits, which is, when you think about it, crackers, it's kind of a child snack. And it was placed right in front of where I sat earlier, as if someone who was sitting there facing me would have placed them right there in between us. So I take that as a very sweet experience, kind of like a little kid wishing to share their snack with you. She seemed like a polite, little, playful spirit. I debated whether or not I was going to include this second story with you tonight, but here we go. Um, Someone contacted me once. Uh, This person had lost their child, and she had said that someone told her that her child was now lost and scared and crying, and she wanted to know if there was anything I could do about it. And I did reach out to this child. I do believe I made a connection. I don't want to share too many details um, because... You know, it's a private matter. But I will say this. If you have lost a loved one, whether an adult or a child, and and someone approaches you and tells you that this person that you are grieving for is sad and lost, I would very much question the motivation of this person telling you this and also what type of emotional space they're coming from when they feel that they are compelled to tell it to you. With the experiences that I have had, I can only truly say that when we leave this physical realm, we do retain our sense of being, but we also become so much more and we become part of something bigger and it's welcoming and loving and absolutely wondrous and really really hard to describe so i would hope that if anyone ever approached you with heartbreaking information about the state of your loved one who has passed on that you can take comfort in the fact that A, people aren't always right. B, they're not always truthful and have their own motivation. And C, I also believe that we all have an ability for spirit communication. Yes, some people are better at it than others, just like some people are better at singing than other people. But most of us can make a sound and sing. (laughs) But we do all have the ability to reach out to our loved ones. I think they can feel our love for them. I think when we reach out with love and compassion, they definitely know. And 
when we're really focused on it, we can share our thoughts with them and they can share their thoughts with us. The end isn't the end, except for right now, because we have reached the end of this episode, dear listener. I hope you've enjoyed the stories this evening, and if you have, please like, share, and subscribe. Tell your spooky friend, and we all have one, tell your spooky friend about this podcast if you think that they will love it as much as you do. And wherever you go in your journeys in this life or the next, just remember, come back and visit me. Have a lovely evening and good night.